Hey everybody, this is the House of Shade Community Spotlight, and today's episode is co-hosted by Red-Eyed Bear and CryptoChem. We're joined by Oscar Jepsis, CEO and co-founder of Alter. Alter is a decentralized, privacy-preserving blockchain-based communications platform that leverages advanced cryptographic models to securely transfer messages that are encrypted together with secret network secret smart contracts. In today's episode, we get to learn about Alter and what they aim to accomplish with their proprietary application. We discuss the new chat feature and upcoming enhancements, dive into the Alter token value accrual, and finally discuss how Silk could be integrated into the Alter model. Now let's jump right in and join Red-Eyed Bear and CryptoChem for our Community Spotlight series featuring Oscar Jepsis of Alter. All right, and we're live. Uh, thank you, Mr. Freeman, for joining us today, uh, coming to talk to us about Alter and uh, the developments you you guys have going on there. Um, I'm super excited to talk to you. I know you guys just released uh, Roadmap not too long ago and some other stuff, some milestones you're already hitting on your Roadmap. So this is a really cool episode, uh, not only for us, but I think for the community to get some uh, further clarification and just some more detailed descriptions of what's going on behind the scenes at Alter. Um, so before we get into the content, uh, I want to give you a chance to um, give a little background on yourself, maybe some professional or educational background that helped shape your skill set that uh, is allowing you to do what you're doing at Alter. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm super happy to be on Shade Podcast as well. And definitely, I'm super happy to share any information about Alter and myself and why we started it. Um, from my like personal side, I think like persistent learning and also uh, risking a lot is the way to go, like to create the innovation and also like trying to uh, achieve greater things and definitely bring to the market uh, a real solution prob uh, because there's so uh, huge problems in regards of communication, especially when, when it comes to privacy. And definitely we don't see that a lot of like applications that are being utilized doesn't have that encryption and it doesn't give the users their encryption keys so basically it is not trustable and people shouldn't use such kind of products because i mean if the product is free definitely there's something behind it and you you, you can realize like what is behind it <laughs> <laughs> that's i i actually just uh realized this in talking with um with some developers recently just for people that are making free websites or for utilizing free services, a lot of the way they're making that free is by selling your data uh, or just being like really heavy on the advertisements. And so, um, yeah, just yeah. having that privacy preservation and uh, with your communications mm -hmm. platform. Is it's always just a trade-off, always a trade-off. If it's free, there's typically something that you're giving up in the back end to make it worth the time of whoever's providing the service or product to give it to you for free. So like you said, it's, there's always yeah. something you're giving up. Yeah, that's right. Um, and also, um, the thing is that Gmail, for instance, they give you, of course, a free account. Uh, but the thing is, they utilize your account and your data to bring like more targeted ads for the companies to kind of sell off uh, their products and services. Um, but the thing is, they are utilizing around three thousand dollars per year. And that's like ridiculous amount, actually, like how you're being uh, used as a product or entry point. 
because when we look upon also Google search is the same story. Like their business model started off like, hey, we are a good service provider, a good search engine, but then they kicked up with the revenue for investors and everything else. They need to find ways. And the ways, of course, is to track and trace what you search, also put up in the first listing pages all the paid ads, paid co pro products and, uh, and, and also services. So, yeah, I mean, 90%, I guess, the revenue for Google search also is around uh, marketing and, of course, the ads uh, to present you. And of course, to offer like deep tech anal analysis uh, companies to kind of get more insight about the societies, about you, about what you want, what you don't want. And that is like easy information to have in order to manipulate in other different ways. And of course, uh, uh, at the end, we are the product and we are being uh, Im impacted by it every single day. And so I imagine a lot of those things you just described uh, kind of helped give you that or help drive that fire inside to create Alter, you know, to be able to get rid of all of these things that are, or to allow users the ability to escape this, uh, this seemingly never ending uh, uh, like goal of finding as much data and trying to monetize it as much as possible for your, for your normal web to, uh, companies like Google. Yeah, uh, I, I would say that that would that would be the start because uh, I was actually trying to search for application that is like secure private and I didn't end up with one. Uh, for Telegram, we needed to get mobile phone attached and also we don't own the encryption keys, we don't see them. Second is also the same for Signal, it's, it is exactly the same and when we go to what's up well there's no question about it it's a pure uh, facebook product and of course we know how zuckerberg is uh, pointing out about their privacy even though in real life he's buying like five mansions around him to get his own real life privacy you know so it's kind of <laughs> yeah yeah it's ridiculous and people doesn't see it and uh, also these like marketing activities around like telegram hey this is the most secure and private place to chat and everything else actually it's just honeypot because uh i think last year they raised one billion uh for telegram and it, it to be honest like it's it's scarcity because also the investors we don't know anything about them what are they um, doing and of course people say that open source projects are the best ones i tend to agree but you don't need to kind of confirm that it is best way. Actually, if you don't have a relative audit for that and opinion, uh, you'll never know actually what is actually on the server live because uh, you'll never have that 100% trust. So you need to go with a different kind of other ways for, for your users to build this 100% trust. And on the other side, the added value is definitely the encryption keys that you are owning and you can regenerate them. And also in later stage, people will be able to generate from the library by themselves on their own computer and just provide their keys. So, uh, and that's why like open source or out at the end of the day, it doesn't work anymore. Like you need to be smart and uh, look on these projects uh, with the yes. criticism and, and, and be skeptical because uh, 
like open source doesn't mean that it is good like or private or secure like it doesn't mean anything because you cannot do the audit by yourself and plus you don't have the access like to go to their actual product live uh, uh setup of the in the in the servers like how how it's actually running maybe perhaps they have uh, removed some part of the code that is actually decrypting all the information or they're kind of seizing the information you don't know like <laughs> Well, and, that, and that's the interesting part, right? Like they can advertise like, hey, we're, we're these privacy yeah. communication applications when really it's private to, I guess, the greater public, but they can see it. Um, they can technically still have their databases, you know, breached and leaked. So although they claim that your data is private, it's private because they're maintaining that privacy. But at any point, if these companies mess up or anything happens, your data is no longer private and you had no say in that. And so that's yeah. kind of what you're saying too. And, and what I think is interesting about Alter is like you said, you generate your own key and eventually it's gonna be directly from your own computer, which means literally the only person who would ever even know that is you. You would only be the only person who knows your private key. Literally you, Alter, nobody could, could do anything. They couldn't delete your messages. They couldn't view your messages. And that to me is what makes Alter just a step above everything else I've seen. I kind of just to quickly talk about that because I think that, that concept is really cool, like how you can create your own private key and how that allows individual access that no one else can have. Yeah, and also like kind of to simplify the user interface and user experience to kind of connect uh, cryptography and plus connect the smart contracts in a way that users can uh, easily onboard and use the product seamlessly. And that's also like always the challenge, like how we want to make the product for user friendly and also uh, get as much as feedback as we can to kind of improve it along the way. And that is, I think every single project's like uh, most biggest challenge. And I, I would say that also shade, like in order to create such a DeFi tool, I mean, you need to really think about how users are gonna be interacting with it. So if it's seamless and really good experience, uh, I would just go take and uh, give kudos to Osmosis on like so far, like I, I have no like questions, comments about their uh, user experience because it's so seamless and nice. And I really love the way that it is so simple and you don't need to go with, um, uh, go with this uh, uh, super hard uh, setups and different other options going to confirm like so many transactions really like at the end, like for users, not good. And the same like for uh, Alter, I mean, once we're gonna upgrade our middleware, uh, we're gonna have also the capable logins. Um, and definitely also uh to have uh, storing the private and public key onto the smart contract secret network uh, so it's super easy to log in and you don't need to have your private key always with you uh, so we will be generating a smart contract uh, that is connected to your Kepa wallet and you have only the authorization and you're basically owning the smart contract of secret network uh, at the moment, like the messages, they are being wrapped up with the uh, second network smart contract that are pushed, pushed into the blockchain. Uh, why the messages are actually seamless? Because we are putting the one part, like the message text itself of the chain. And that's why you have this encryption key with you uh, to get, deliver the 100% privacy for yourself. Uh, and also we 
and also for us to be non-custodial. So we don't need to know about the, our clients. We don't want to know also what you text or share. Uh, and then the second part is pushing the hash data and metadata into the smart uh, smart contract from Secure Network and pushing it towards uh, there for verification. So uh, that part takes some time, but at the same time, like you, you still can send the message and it's, it's instant. Uh, but of course that verification will take a bit longer time to just pop up. Like if you have used alter, then you're going to see that uh, confirmation check mark with three sub statuses that it is being prepared and it's being pushed and it's being stored and you can see all the information and also you can um, check it on the BTN group uh, tool if uh, that was a successful one. So people can also kind of verify that it's not just a, uh, uh, just a logo, you know, random numbers. Actually, it's uh, already there, so you can just verify that we we are using smart contracts as well. <laughs> I just want to highlight something you said there that I find really important is um, when you're when we're talking about DeFi and actually having to submit transactions um, to really optimize that UI UX, you're going to want to try and limit those transactions. Um, as few as possible you know if you have to submit four or five different transactions to do one one like big task that you really want to do that's not going to that's not going to sit as well with normal users um and so kind of going away from DeFi and looking at what alter is doing you guys are trying to make that user interface and that experience for users as seamless as possible the fact that personally to me and i think a lot of other people share this sentiment is that Decentralized applications um, won't be able to reach the sort of mass adoption scale and the, the sort of uh, user engagement that maybe the maximalists think it will be unless unless we get to a point where these applications are like their, their UI is so seamless, the user doesn't know they're using a blockchain technology. And I think what Alter is doing is a phenomenal example of that and probably one of the better examples within Secret Network right now. Um, just, I feel like this product could be used by anyone. It doesn't have to be within Secret Network, within the Cosmos uh, ecosystem. I could go to any of my friends and get them to use this and probably yeah. none of them would know it's running on blockchain unless I told them. 100%. Yeah, um, that's definitely the end goal. and. I think once we're gonna pivot with the upgrade, upgrading the middleware, we're gonna also gonna be trying to understand how we can um, more put on the smart contract side, uh, because we really want to go fully like on that perspective. Because also like hosting everything else and using like different other solutions from Cosmos, like uh, a cash network, like that's also some super dope network and the solution itself like it's gonna explode this year i i mm -hmm. highly recommend like to support them and use their product as early as possible and we are waiting for their um uh we are waiting for their upgrade for the product itself as well and of course once uh alter is also upgrading that is uh, super connected to the roadmap so yeah well, that's actually a great transition. I want to talk about the roadmap with you because obviously we all know a couple of days ago you did launch the new chat feature, which we kind of were just talking about there. Um, and it was so far, I've thought it's been an awesome, awesome application. Like we were just talking about before the show, 
it's really cool to see someone come out with a brand new product and have it be functioning almost seamlessly from the start. So I know you guys have a lot of enhancements and stuff in mind, but just from a, you know, the MVP, that minimal viable product, it, it was quite the experience and I'm really excited to see where it goes. But with that said, um, kind of what, what is your biggest value prop, I guess, to, to teams using Altair? Like what, what, what can you provide to people using it that maybe some of these other apps can't? I, I think the first like biggest thing is the privacy aspect because I think we're the only one that is giving up all the keys to the user. So users can be feeling safe and also to manage their encryption keys and completely own it. Enabling such way really gives the trustability to the product and the platform without any like kind of extra work or due diligence. Um, and another thing is, of course, is the seamless user experience. And of course, adding to that user experience is, are the utilities. The utilities, what we have brought up is peer-to-peer -peer messaging. The first idea was to kind of replicate the email idea because I think no one have challenged email for like last 30 years. It's so old and people are so attached to it that I don't think that we need to use any more emails. I think it's the breaking point and Web3 is the breaking point for projects, for users to start actually utilizing some other different alternatives than email for either registration, for newsletters or uh, sensitive file data um, sending. And if, like there's so many things that is connected to emails now that uh, and as well, like if you send a new message to a, uh, e a email user, it might end up in a spam or it will never be del delivered because because of the filters, they just block the message and alter. It's completely different. Like it will be always delivered there. Um, and of course, having the chats uh, and chatting group features for communities that we have recently launched and what we want to kind of bring more is this, uh, um, yeah, the added value is uh, replicating the things that you have used to be, uh, like reusing every single day, but with a more um, thoughtful user in the interface. Yeah. So it's not so spammy like Discord and Telegram. Uh, also, it's not so huge with so many things at the one, uh, one uh, dashboard uh, so yeah we we want to kind of have that simplicity always the slick look and uh, yeah but at the same time we have a lot of like utility and features on it so yeah which i like to use like you're basically taking concepts that exist today and you're improving not only the user experience um but also just you're protecting the user's data better which i think is something that people don't quite value enough yet and that's something i think they're starting to come to terms with is how valuable your personal data is. And as more people start to come to terms with that, I think they'll see the value in, in getting applications like Alter where you can actually secure your data a lot better and be confident. And additionally, if you are sending messages, you will always be able to verify if those received, or at least if they're able to view it. Um, with regular email, like you said, you could send out something and it gets filtered and you never hear about it. It, it wasn't a return to sender, it just didn't actually make it to the end user. And that's, mm -hmm. that can be a big issue for a lot of people um, missed opportunities or, or maybe some very urgent messages you have to get to someone. So I appreciate that you can actually go on the blockchain and verify, hey, this was delivered. I know they received it. Now, maybe they don't respond or what have you, but 
you can always verify. So I, I do like that. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. Oh, sorry about that. But I just wanted to quickly kind of ask about the app. So I've used the desktop version. Love it. When can we expect something that can be on mobile, um, where you can just <laughs> pop up yeah. your phone and start texting your friends or, I guess, messaging your friends and kind of getting in touch with them? Yeah, uh, we have released a roadmap and it is available on our blog post uh, or, and also it's been on, on our Twitter profile. So if you want to learn more, go there. But we have planned in quarter two the Android application. We have already pushed the application to the Google Play Store to review. Uh, and then we have also uh, iOS native application in development. And hopefully by end of quarter two, we're going to deliver that uh, native one. But before that, we're actually going to push non-native one application as well. Hopefully by end of April, we're also going to see in uh, Apple Store Alter um, uh, application there and as well on the Google Play Store Alter. So uh, I think it's pretty huge because it will unlock people to use it more and also adding those notifications uh like kind of already replicating uh like what you need for daily use um from different other pro uh, products so and uh, yeah uh, we want to also deliver the desktop version of the product later on in quarter three so you can also install it on your um computer so it's kind of like like telegram or discord they have uh, the both versions and i think it's really awesome to have have both of them as well but yeah we are super stoked about uh, having the mobile application and also be the first project from Sika network to have that um mobile application available on those two stores and it will be super nice for Sika network and also for alter i think i i'm in a hundred percent agreement with you as soon as the mobile version for alter is out i'll be officially ready to ditch telegram and discord <laughs> and i've already been ready to ditch my email for over a year so i i was saying this to someone earlier today but like it I, i'm ready to start refusing uh to give people my email and just tell them to use my alter id just message me there yeah uh, we're gonna also add of course uh, in uh in, in like we have planned also to integrate one solution into Alter for video calls and calls so people can utilize also this uh, extra feature like Google Meets that are people using or Zooms. I hate them both and I don't, I don't want to use them, but of course, majority uses. So we're going to have uh, also that part um, inside Alter and one great, uh, good feature that we will take uh, is from Slack. They have this uh, huddle feature that you can basically just click in and you can uh, initiate a call with someone and then you can invite to the call as well. We're going to definitely have those at the chats uh, added as well. And I, I think it's really nice to have instant call instead of like chatting as well, always. So I've got a quick question for you real quick uh, regarding uh, the video calls that I just uh, piqued my interest there. Um, so obviously we want this service to be available to normal users, but you also want enterprise, uh, level groups to be able to utilize this mm -hmm. as well. Um, and I think if we're really trying to think long-term, we would want to, or you, sorry, we, you would want to onboard, um, you know, companies that have tens of thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands of employees. So I'm curious how, 
how Alter is going to be able to handle that throughput of uh, messaging. So let's say you have a company that has 10,000 people globally that mm -hmm. is using that service 24-7. Um, mm -hmm. Do you see the the latency with some of the uh, the messages messages being sent and received? Do you see that um, being impacted, or do you see uh, the quality of the service? Let's say video calls. If you've got you know a thousand, ten thousand people using that at the same time, is that going to be really burdensome on uh, Secret Network or on what Alter is doing? Um, I don't think so. But of course, any additional user is bringing additional computation power to the second network. Like that's for sure. Like anything that is connected to more users, more interaction with this more contract, definitely it's um, increased computation. So uh, I, I would say that there might be seenable uh, notice on second network if we over like 100,000 users, perhaps, or something like that. But for such low numbers, we don't see any like uh, um, bad uh, impact on the product or usability. And definitely, we want to scale as much as we can during the uh, uh, non-popular uh, stage that, uh, that we are currently are. That uh, we can like set up the architecture in a way that we are so ready to onboard like hundreds thousand of users, and that we are. We have tested it and everything else. So it takes time, of course, to create that architecture. Uh, and as well, of course, upgrading the middleware uh, and seeing like how we can uh, utilize the gas uh, more efficiently. Like that's the most uh, biggest uh, challenge for ourselves in the future. But uh, since we are also validating on second network uh, and also we have delegators and once we're going to launch also stake and access all the platform for free, with our validator, then uh, we're gonna have enough uh, like running uh, power as well for the future adoption. Nice. Yeah, my and my main reason for bringing it up is just because I I pitched Alter to uh, basically everyone that I talk to that <laughs> is interested in either telecommunications or just is is higher up in maybe some uh, in businesses where they could really use, utilize this for trying to protect intellectual property or just maintaining general privacy for all of their mm -hmm. employees. And one of the one of the people I've talked to recently about Alter, they you know they work in a company that has over a hundred thousand people, and they were they actually you mentioned Zoom earlier. They actually switched from Zoom because one there were some privacy related uh, mm -hmm. problems there, but also they were just having a lot of trouble getting that throughput and consistency of quality with everyone using it at the same time. Um, and so they ended up going and creating their own, or they bought a company and just outfitted it to be able to do exactly what they mm. needed to do. Mm. Um, so that was where my general thought process uh, came from asking this. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think companies will, uh, I think they're already looking for alternatives um, because, I mean, also to maintain the prices uh, that like G Suite or Microsoft Teams are offering for the paid plans, it's crazy for a company to maintain. Like if you have like 10,000 people in, in, in the team, it's the costs are huge. Yeah. On the other hand, on Alter, like you'll have everything that you need uh, for super low fee, especially when you like kind of ask a quote for like 10,000 users, of course, we're gonna give a discount and uh, be happy about it. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, and also like, 
there's so many other options that people can uh, will interact uh, alter uh, that we have planned so uh, i think sub subscriptions will not be the only way um and of course like lawyers advisors and also compliance people there uh, and also auditors in including uh, they're dealing with sensitive data a lot and also with audit reports like if you send over email or you just send and share it on on slack which is not encrypted platform it is such a huge vulnerability for the company itself because i mean sharing audit report on the slack is nonsense i mean i don't know uh, the same for lawyers uh, like you need to carry out due diligence about them before you start a collaboration and if there's a serious deal and some of the deal uh, can be leaked or access or by mistakes sent to someone else i mean you're you're totally fucked to yeah. not to spread a lot but yeah you you are and yeah. uh, there's no way back and definitely that is something that we are uh, offering and uh, there's this huge problem and Alter wants to solve it. And have you, and this is just kind of me generally asking because it did kind of pique my interest as well, have you considered doing like a, almost like a white label service for some of these where they would almost integrate Alter directly into their own platform? Yeah, uh, once we're going to have the uh, public API uh, released in quarter two, any project, any company, anyone can integrate Alter and uh, use for their user interface or directly replicate the same and th that's all i mean uh, as long as you have the access and uh, uh and we want to kind of utilize as much as we can and perhaps we might even uh, somehow figure out how we can connect different other applications but of course privacy notice that your messages might be compromised like just on more people and uh, uh, as i can see then what is also my second big challenge is kind of get um, with the API to resolve that we, you don't need any more email to register at the platform. You can just put alter ID and that's all. Once we're going to be at that stage, it will be so awesome that like for registering, for example, I know like on Binance, there's email and also alter ID options. So I think that's the next step that people uh, need to recognize that uh, you don't need emails. Uh, you can use alternatives because no one have entered that market to offer such solution. And grasping that approach as well for registration process is also awesome. The same with like newsletters that we're going to be also bringing in, into Alter and, and kind of giving monetization for readers as well. So awesome. That's an awesome. awesome opportunity right there. Like, yeah. yeah. So, and then. I, I was just going to quickly ask you about the, the Alter token. I did notice that you mentioned you're going to be able to stake the token to get access to Alter. Uh, one, I think that's an awesome idea because it allows users to, to try it without necessarily having to put up actual you know, capital and and give it over and they can actually get it back, I assume, at the end if, if they, the experience isn't what they expected. But overall, what I like about the Alter token is it was, it's a, it was originally a governance token. But what we're seeing now is that there's additional utility being added to give it real value outside of just that governance. And that's what I think is really unique about the Alter token um, outside of just the product, but actually the fact the fact that your token is very important to the platform, um, either by staking or by some of these other ways of creating value from it, like the revenue share. Um, yeah. If you want to kind of just briefly talk about that yeah. and how 
how you guys decided to integrate in that model and how it kind of incentivizes people to want to hold Alter. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the first one is that Alter is non-inflationary token. As you know, all the Cosmos tokens are inflationary and Alter is not. Second is that uh, we want to integrate Alter to the product, like to use it as a product token more. So um, we can add also a special discount if you use Alter token for, for getting the subscription. And second, once we're going to have more utilities and premium features, those will be only unlockable with Alter token. Uh, and as well, like additional storage uh, also will be only offered with Alter token. So basically, we're kind of forcing to to users to use the product token to unlock like cool features and premium features and as well the storage. And second thing is, of course, the revenue sharing model that we want to uh, integrate is that people who are like uh, members of the referral program or affiliate program or providing liquidity to the token or is staking, uh, they can be um, part of uh, getting additional income from kind of like owning something, you know. Uh, of course, uh, a lot of details to be resolved around compliance, legal stuff, and perhaps it will be um, different uh, se setup or name or what. But yeah, we, we are kind of uh, exploring all the ideas how we can launch it in quarter two uh, in order to have the users uh, possibility to have that. And of course, once we're going to deliver a lot of lot like features, uh, definitely auto price is uh, uh, like expecting to arise, you know, because yeah. all the utility and all the features, like it can justify why the other token is needed. So I, I just want to highlight uh, something you said just recently. So with Alter being a non-inflationary token, uh, whenever you're providing these revenue share rewards, obviously um, there's going to be a limit on how much Alter you can provide as a reward for, uh, for revenue share model. Um, and in reading one of the previous articles that you guys uh, published, you talked about a partnership with Shade to provide Silk uh, as part of your revenue share model. Would uh, would you be able to provide any clarity there and um, maybe mm -hmm. a little bit of detail about that partnership mm -hmm. and why using something like Silk uh, helps make your revenue share model more sustainable like into the future? Mm -hmm. Yeah, th thanks. Great question. Um, I think I already started to research a lot, like last year in tokenomics and also projects, how people are utilizing the projects, their tokens. And I had this crazy about uh, the idea that you need to kind of actually share with your users, share with your liquidity providers, all these good things. But at the same time, you need to also establish partnerships along the way. And we saw that... Uh, uh, shade with the silk stablecoin is one of the parts that we can uh, actually deliver to the users some extra um, added value there. So 30% uh, of everything from the revenue share model will be transformed into the silk, driving the silk demand, of course, and swapping through other tokens that we have uh, gathered from subscriptions or from validating. So basically, we're kind of uh, driving the force to the silk as well. But second is also for alter token that uh, having like different other tokens, we're going to be swapping them to the altar token and then we're going to distribute it. So what does it mean? The demand for altar will be always constant up and high. And imagine when there's like 50,000 users and everything is spinning up more and more, and more uh, the, the price of altar will keep rising because 
the more the traction, the bigger the revenue, the bigger demand for alter token because we are kind of uh, like the Quan. He's using the Luna um, um, to uh, get the uh, together with UST to get the Bitcoin, and I mean it's almost similar but more easier way to understand and we actually utilizing directly other tokens kind of swap for alter and swap for silk uh, so at the end goal is we have two tokens that being distributed to the revenue uh, reward um model to the people to the users yeah. and as you mentioned it's it's a it's it's deflation or i guess it's not if inflationary meaning as more users use it here I'll, we can wait so we can just cut this part out then i'll just restart it but um, so with the, were we just, I kind of lost my train of thought there though. I was going to say, what were we just talking about? Cause we can cut this out. <laughs> I got distracted. What were we just talking about? For real? It's my dogs barking in the back. They're sharing a reward model. So, uh, and, and still can alter. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I know where I'm at. So. Like you were saying with that with the alter token, it's non-inflationary, right? So as more users start to, to use the product, more revenues being driven, um, you're converting more tokens into alter. That's like you said, it, it should drive the value of alter up because there is no emissions that are diluting the value of alter. Yeah. So like as it's mm -hmm. being utilized more and more, it's really just accruing value. And it's similar, not exactly similar to Luna because it's not like a burn model, but the idea that you know the more that comes through this, the more demand there is for alter, it should put a lot of pressure on the price to rise because it doesn't have this dilution effect. Yeah, yeah and I correct. I'll also say, I think what alter is doing in approaching how to make their incentive sustainable is very similar to what Shade is doing. Obviously, you don't want to have uh, inflation into perpetuity just to be able to incentivize particip participation and support of the end product. And so figuring out ways to make uh, to make incentivizing users uh, and supporters sustainable, that that's so important, especially early on. Like if you can figure this out early on in the project and continue that throughout the life cycle, then I think not only are you going to see more stable appreciation in the token price, um, but a higher correlation of the token price and the actual value that the product is bringing um, over time. Um, I think what, what our, our goal, I actually with the auto token is kind of present that um, these kind of projects uh, can definitely sustain a, a nice, great a model of uh, without any investors. So uh, of course we have raised money, but in the long run, like, if you want to rapidly scale the communication platform, you like you need to raise money more, and you need to expand your teams, and you need because the the market will gonna demand from you, and if you cannot deliver that uh, power for demand, then yeah, I mean you're you're just losing uh, users every single day, and you're using new new adoptions. So, and having this uh, non-inflationary, and also kind of driving up the alter. Um, uh, price up with demand of uh, 
of the revenue that we are getting from other tokens that are then swapped to the altar is really awesome. And I think everyone who is holding at the moment, like uh, if they see the big picture, they're going to understand like why it's important to hold altar now and get this ridiculous low price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, just to kind of touch on something you mentioned, um, you guys have a pretty sizable team at altar, right? Yeah, correct. I would say you, you guys probably have one of the bigger teams of developers within the secret network uh, right now. Uh, just like people fully committed to the project. Um, uh, I think around 15 people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm interested to hear about uh, the process you've seen of onboarding developers. I know in our uh, chat before this episode, we talked about, um, you know, the, the, some of the difficulties with onboarding web two developers into the web three space. And some of that is being able to take that uh, leap of faith into developing something slightly more risky, something that isn't as established as some of the web two products that are out there. But I'm curious as to some of the things that you've seen as like barriers to entry for developers in this space. Um, yeah. And, and how you guys have gone about trying to solve that. Um, for all, I will start with Alter, and then I'm gonna explain like majority with Alter. The good part is that our CTO he have worked with so many good developers before that he kind of already have verified them. So we just actually just offered a full time job at our place, and then they just quitted their jobs at the web two companies. That's all. Like because personally, you know, Alex say our CTO and. Uh, and he, he can trust those employees because uh, they are super grinders and also uh, they are also interested in the project because it's uh, really awesome. And uh, and in regards of the smart contract part, like we have uh, also, uh, I think, greatest minds for that. And also shout out to Gabriel. He's, he's fucking awesome. Uh, there's no like... There's no question about him. Like he's he's pro and um, I, I love to work with him as well. And uh, getting onboarded people, I think you need to put the trust into them. And before you put the trust, you can verify if they're like motivated. If they're motivated to go an extra mile and also like push barriers and also give feedback and suggestions. Uh, that's like the inside hunch that you kind of say to yourself okay this guy we need yeah definitely for sure and then you put the trust in uh you support him and and, and then basically he will just uh, um do miracles i would say and if we want to kind of onboard new people to like in general to the smart contract side to develop um i think networks need needs to first of all plan accordingly everything that they do with developers so it's easy to onboard easy to explain but at the same time rewarding because uh, they have their daily jobs they want they don't want to quit because they have already high salaries they might have a gig or two outside of that work and uh, like they are not super interested into it but if you like kind of bring a uh, super nice and seamless way of like applying grants and processing them and giving uh, like huge opportunities uh, that will unlock a lot and at the same time organizing hackathons uh, is also a nice way how we can um, explain more about uh, smart contracts and i think hackathons can be the first point of contact with a non-crypto uh, uh, people who, who are like 
with developer skills because um, they need to see the small, small steps, like super simple things. And we, if we can just give them out like uh, a hackathon for a week or what to um, guide every single group with experts and kind of learn for them and show like how to kickstart with small contracts, that is a huge addition. And definitely the networks need to um, collaborate with huge organizations that are already using hackathons for non-crypto. And they also need to onboard people from universities that are uh, almost starting to graduate, you know, the final year. And uh, those are the like touch points because uh, having youth to start with small contracts is more like interesting for them as well. Uh, and also giving that opportunity to uh, at the same time um, get like a lot of uh, rewards for that. I mean, yeah, and the incentivization is super yeah. key. The more I hear about hackathons, the more I'm realizing how how crucial of a of an event they are. Like personally, when I first heard about them, I thought it was more to just try and like, try and break this code. If you can figure out how to break it, we'll compensate you uh, adequately. But this is also just a it's a massive networking event. Like in just talking with the core team of Shade, I think there's a few individuals that were onboarded to the core team just from interactions and meetings at hackathons. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I would love to see you guys uh, continue to have a presence at hackathons or even host your own. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know what you guys have planned in regards to that, but I'm excited to see what you guys are participating in in the future. Yeah, we are actually going to participate in one and definitely we are going to dedicate from uh, the to token part. We have already planned that um, a grants for new developers to kind of support any small feature people want to kind of develop for alter uh in the future because i mean the sky's the limit for alter imagine that any developer who is kind of having opportunity to add more things to like discord or slack or gmail imagine like the possibilities because for g suite like you cannot go there and ask like hey i want to develop this can you please then confirm it and, and also give my give money for that so <laughs> it, it's not possible <laughs> for us it's everything's possible yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna say I appreciate what you guys are doing to by also reaching out to other people in the, the network and, and establishing partnerships. One thing I really think a lot of teams need to do is realize what can we provide that we're really good at to other people and what can other projects provide to us that could help us create synergies. Um, I like that you've made it very clear that is your goal. I, I see you all the time on Twitter, um, different mediums, reaching out to these other founders reaching out to these leaders in the space, trying to you know figure out a way, hey, how do we work together? Uh, and I, I really genuinely appreciate you doing that because I want to see the whole ecosystem grow. I'm obviously a huge fan of Alter, but I want to see Alter grow. I want to see all these other platforms grow um, kind of together. And then we can kind of support each other throughout the ecosystem. And then ideally, if privacy becomes that you know main layer you need in blockchain, which I think eventually it has to, right? Like your data mm -hmm. needs to be protected you'll be right there at the top with the rest of the guys. Um, and I, I can't wait to watch it happen. But yeah, so. Yeah. I've I've heard a lot of talented developers uh, say a lot of phenomenal things about Alter and the team there. So obviously you guys thank are you. doing something thank good. You, you. <laughs> uh, I, I have no developer 
background experience. Um, so I can only appreciate what I understand on the surface layer and what you're willing to help explain to us. But other people outside of the community, maybe a part of general core teams of different projects, they obviously recognize what you guys are doing. And I think in a lot of ways, you guys are setting, helping set some of the standards for collaboration within ecosystems, like what positive and successful collaboration should look like. Um, not, I mean, everyone wants to make money, but we also want to be able to just help people better themselves. And I think what Alter is doing is a really easy way to help better an everyday life uh, task, you know, communicating, being able to share documents. Um, so I think in a, in a lot of ways, and in my mind especially, um, I think what you guys are doing is really important in this space, not only the service you're providing, but the sort of ethos and standards are setting for other development teams and other dApps within Secret Network. Um, I'm super excited to see you guys continue to crush milestones uh, throughout the year. Um, I think you guys have already uh, crossed off a few since you released your roadmap. So uh, kudos to you on that. Thank you so much, uh, both of you. And uh, also, I think the quarter two falter will be massive and with huge explosions because I mean, all the hard work that we have accumulated before, like uh, for for months, now we're gonna be bringing, showing, and executing because we have done a lot of work on our side before uh, we kind of market anything. So, uh, and are definitely uh, gonna keep on collaborating as much as I can with any single project that is out there or any single company or community. That's our goal is to bring uh, projects together and also utilize the so-called IBC gang uh, values is that we can be peer-to-peer -peer and we can be sufficient enough by our own, own uh, uh, community uh, that is from the Cosmos ecosystem. And that, that is really awesome. And I think Cosmos is definitely going to be the standard one for, um, for blockchain developers to come in and uh, do their stuff. Yeah, and I just want to say one more time, again, awesome that you guys are executing on the roadmap. You're, you're very, being very kind of clear with what you want, and then you're executing on it. Love to see that, and so shout out to you for that, but also shout out to your team, because obviously you're the face. Everyone knows Mr. Freeman, they know Oscar, but you got a ton of good devs like we were talking about. You got a good team behind you, um, and it's really cool to see everyone kind of working together to push out such a great product. So shout out to the team Thank as well, you. for sure. Thank you. Yeah, shout out to Shade, Jackals. I know that Jackals, they're awesome, and we really want to uh, integrate Jackals and be the first like application that is kind of utilizing their uh, service as well. Uh, and of course, uh, we are waiting for any other project who is building at the moment to reach out to Alter. And uh, yeah, hit, hit me up on Discord or Telegram or Twitter. I'm available always. Nice. <laughs> Well, thank you, Oscar, for joining us today to talk about Alter and talk about your roadmap and all, all the crazy developments going on uh, behind the scenes. This has been a phenomenal conversation. Uh, really enjoyed getting to talk to you. Yeah, thank you so much. I enjoyed it as well, and talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll include we'll include all the social links to uh, get any information about Alter, um, and we'll also include links to uh, House of Shade for coverage of this and any other stuff that we're working on. Um, 
that's going to be coming out in the next few weeks. So thank you guys for listening and uh, till next time. See ya. Hey everybody. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Oscar Jepsis of Alter for joining us in the House of Shade for our Community Spotlight series. Make sure to follow Alter on Twitter at AlterDAP and check out their website at altermail.live. You can also find more information on Alter in their Discord and Telegram channels, which will be posted in the video description. Please help support the House of Shade in our mission by liking the video and hitting that subscribe button. Thanks and see you all next time.